Hi, we're Amy and McKenna, both business owners, photographers, and a small part of this Spark community. Spark is a group of Christian women creatives that meets weekly to discuss our faith, our lives, and our businesses. Because let's be honest, we just can't do it alone. Our mission is to be a weekly place of rest for creatives, to find a safe space to connect with God and grow in their faith. We want to invite you to be part of that when your coffee's running low and you're on the go. We'd love to meet you where you're at. Come join the conversation. Welcome back to another episode of Spark the Podcast. We're so excited you're here. I'm McKenna, here with our other host, Amy. Hey, guys. And we're so excited to welcome back Antrice Rowe to the podcast. In case you didn't remember, Antrice and I met at Creative at Heart a couple years ago, and I've been keeping up with her life ever since. Antrice is a certified life coach, author, and teacher on a mission to help you make bold, bold moves in your life. She and her husband of 14 years have four beautiful children and live in Jacksonville, Florida. Thank you so much for joining us, Antrice, and we'd love to just jump right in and hear a little bit about yourself, your family, and what life looks like for you right now. Well, thank you so much for having me, ladies. It's always a joy to be with you on the Spark podcast and um, to share with your listeners. So thank you for having me. Um, we are we are in a very fun but busy season. We actually um, have just come around some milestones, celebrated 15 years of marriage, um, wow. and all of our kids are moving up in terms of grades. <laughs> so we have our son is entering high school. So he's going in the ninth grade. And then my daughter, she is going in the seventh grade. So she'll be in middle school. And then my twins are entering upper elementary school. They're going in the fourth grade. So wow. um, it's a super exciting season. Um, I'm really enjoying the season with the kids and them being a little bit more independent, but not quite so independent that they don't need mom and dad yet. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Wow. And that's amazing. I can't even imagine, you know, that stage of life with all of your kids and, you know, going into high school and middle school, elementary school. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about your journey into motherhood, Antrice? Yes. So um, I always knew that I wanted to be a mom, but of course, you know, didn't know what that, how that would unfold or what that plan looked like. And my husband and I, we met in college and we dated the whole time, but mostly long distance. And so after college, um, we got married and, um, we started our family right away. So, uh, I was (laughs) introduced into motherhood in my mid twenties. And, um, like I said, always wanted kids. So it was a joy to, um, start having our children and um, to really just, you know, see what God had for our family. And I knew early on um, in that journey that, you know, we are going to raise our kids in an environment where uh, God was first. And so, um, so yeah, I'm like, I, I feel like it came very natural, though, and very easy. I know sometimes people have, um, you know, they get nervous about becoming a mom, but I was actually very excited. I always enjoyed babysitting when I was younger. So I was very excited to have my own child. (laughs) Um, And just to see, you know, what family life was going to be like. I'm like, although I was excited, it still was an adjustment because of course, what you think and the reality of what is (laughs) are two totally different things. And so, um, you know, it was a learning curve, um, you know, learning how to put baby on a schedule and learning, um, you know, how to still have me, (laughs) you know, outside of 
children and just learning that balance of motherhood and still being a wife and still being a woman and getting all of those needs met in life. I can really, really, I think I've always wanted to be a mom and that like maternal instinct with just like babysitting and all of that has always been something that I'm excited for in that whenever that season decides to come, but um, it's cool to hear that you felt the same way. And I'd love to know, um, what do you think God's design is for family? Well, it's, it's interesting because I think once you have children, like you really get to see um, really God's heart, you know, and how much he loves us because through parenting and through teaching your children, you really see how God wants to teach you because you will say things and do things. And you're like, Oh, okay, Lord, <laughs> that's what you were trying to get me to do or get me to understand. You know, you see a lot of that through um, building family. And then when you watch your kids interact as siblings, um, you see again, how God, how much God just really loves us, you know, and his design for us to love others, because those are really their first relationships where they long learn how to get along well. And if they can, I feel like if you can learn how to get along within your family, then the rest of your relationships in life will be set. That's really good. And I can imagine how challenging and exciting it has to be to raise your four beautiful children um, with four very different personalities, I can imagine. And one encouragement that you gave me last fall really stuck out um, it stuck out to me on trees. I was trying to decide what to do about Audrey's schooling with COVID and was debating whether to send her to kindergarten like we had planned or to wait another year um, and to send her back to preschool. And you encouraged me to ask God about how he had uniquely wired Audrey and to write down what he told me. And it was so helpful. You reminded me of the verses in Psalms 139, 15 through 16, which say, My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in the secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. How can we as mothers rely on God for guidance and wisdom and bringing up our kids to follow him and to trust in the unique plans that he has for each of their lives? That's a really good question. And I realized actually when I had the twins, because when I had my first two kids, I felt like I was on easy street, you know, mm -hmm. like it just was still very natural. But once <laughs> we doubled up, I was like, oh my gosh, this is really hard, <laughs> you know, right. um, maintaining, like you said, all of the personalities and the needs and um, you know, when you have two kids, you're man on man. If when you're married, you know, you have your husband yeah. can manage one and you can manage the other. But, you know, all of a sudden we were like outnumbered. And so, <laughs> <laughs> and so I remember actually one night being in the nursery with the twins and I was nursing. It was in the middle of the night. And I remember really just talking to the Lord about my current situation and asking for his guidance. And he told me, he said, you have to give your kids back to me. You have to trust me with what I've entrusted you with. And in that moment, I realized that although, you know, he has entrusted me to be a good steward over their lives for the short season that you parent, you know, mm -hmm. that ultimately I also had to really teach them to depend on him. 
And so it's through my dependence on him that I teach them, you know, the importance of their dependence on him, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. You know, Proverbs 22, six says, train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. How do you train up your children in the way they should go? What are some practices or traditions maybe that your family does that worked out well, you know, over the last few years? Um, let's see. I'm, let me think about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, I think, I think it's really just, I think what I've learned along the way is teaching kids like the importance of the heart, you know, because there's a verse in the Bible where, um, God is talking to Samuel when he's going to anoint David as King. And, um, as he goes down the line of brothers, he's looking at their outward appearance. And the Lord says to Samuel, I don't look at the outward appearance. I look at the heart. So what I've learned through parenting is it's all about getting your children to see the heart behind what they're doing, you know, because when you can get them to see that you have less tug of war in terms of, you know, trying to force your will on them, you know? So really training up a child is teaching that, that discipline side that we are constantly learning ourselves and that the Lord is constantly trying to teach us as his children to be disciplined. So it's really just getting them to see that and to understand that um, really through life, you know, so through chores, through conversations, mm-hmm. through, um, I would say less tradition, like I'm not big on tradition because I think sometimes tradition can really stifle Mm-hmm. Um, stifle the creative um, side of the Lord, you know? So yes, we do have some family things that we do year in and year out, but I also like to remain flexible mm-hmm. because I think it's also t- important to teach that flexibility, you know, because God might want you to do it differently, you know? <laughs> so you don't yeah. want to get so stuck in a way or in doing something a certain way because that's how we always did it. If there's a new way or a better way or more creative way, God wants you to do it. Totally. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, for those young mothers, um, we have many who are, you know, having babies right now in the Spark community. What would you say to encourage them in pointing their children to Christ, even from a young age? Do you have any resources or things that you remember working well with your kids when they were really little? Yeah. So my kids, they were huge fans of VeggieTales. Like, you know, (laughs) they loved it when they were little. Like, of course, all the stories are not, you know, all the way factual, but they're fun to watch. And I, you know, um, it gets you talking about the Bible, you know, so then it gives you opportunities to share Bible stories with them. Um, And then we've always prayed as a family. Um, We also do like family meetings where we come together as a family and we sit and we talk about what's going on um, in our lives, like when things are going well and also when we need to make adjustments. Um, When they were really little, I'm trying to think of what else we did. It was mainly prayer, watching the VeggieTales, which like I said, was spark conversation. And then um, I bought all of the kids probably when they're about six or seven an action Bible, that's been a family favorite. So um, each of them have this action Bible that they've loved reading the different Bible stories. And it's kind of set up in comic book form. Um, That's cool. Yeah. So they have their real Bibles. They all have their real Bibles, but they also have the action Bible. So, you know, just finding ways and asking the Lord, like I'm so big on that. And 
um, as you said, Amy, you know, before I just start doing things, I always ask God, like, you know, what season is my family in? What should we be doing right now? What are some things that I should be looking out for as a mom? You know, when things get wonky, I'll ask God, like, I remember there was a season where my kids, I felt like they were driving me crazy. And I asked God, what in the world? And he said, self-control. This is a fruit of the spirit that you guys need to work on in this season as a family. And I was like, whoa, you know? So it's really just, like I said, putting everything before the Lord. Nothing is too small. He cares about all of it. And I don't know if I've ever shared this story with you ladies, but before I even had kids, I prayed and asked the Lord, really, this is probably going to sound really shallow, but I prayed about, um, I wanted all my kids to have curly hair and dimples. (laughs) (laughs) And they all have curly hair and dimples. It's the funniest thing to me. But I say that because I'm like, if you have the faith to believe and you are in constant fellowship with the Lord, like he cares about the desires of your heart. In our series on marriage, uh, we talked a little bit about the Proverbs 31 woman. In verses 25 through 30, it says, strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. I love this picture of a, of a mother who has strength and dignity, who laughs at the days to come instead of worrying about the future, who is wise and teaches with kindness, who is not idle, and who is seen as blessed by her husband and children. How do these characteristics encourage or challenge you? And what do you think God's heart is behind this call and example? So I think motherhood is one of the most sacrificial things you will ever do in life. (laughs) You constantly are dying to self, Mm -hmm. um, you know, um, because it's not about you. You know, (laughs) once you become a mom, you have to, and I'm not saying you have to put like your hopes and dreams down, you know, because you don't, (laughs) you know, but there are so many things that like stretches your capacity and it grows you if you will allow it. And if you embrace it, I believe the way God intended for us to embrace it. You know, I see a lot of moms um, making this mistake, even especially as young moms. I went through this myself where I didn't fully embrace the call on my life to be a mom and didn't realize how much value God puts on motherhood. And because I didn't understand it, you know, I, there was like this constant like friction of wanting to do other things versus just being still and present in the place he had put me. And so I don't know how I came to the realization. I think just in my prayer time, you know, um, how holy it is to raise the next generation. And I remember actually telling a client one time we were talking about motherhood and I told her, I said, you know, we really don't fully grasp sometimes or know who we are raising, you know, what impact our children might make on the world. So it's so important for us to recognize our value and worth as moms so that going forth, you know, we can produce these, these children, you know, um, that God has entrusted us with, produce these little imagers of Christ, really, you know. Um, that's something I think about often, you know, especially in the world we live in today, like our world needs so much love. And if we're able to model that well in our homes, and teach it well, teach our kids forgiveness, teach our kids, you know, not to fall into offense. And that goes back to that question about, you know, God's intention for family. 
it's teaching those things, you know, it's teaching our children, you know, how to, when I say love, I feel like it's love is like, okay, well, what does love encompass? But it's all these things so that, you know, um, the Bible says love covers a multitude of sin, you know, Mm -hmm. so that we just come in and just embrace people and love them. Well, that's really, I believe what Jesus intended for us to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, trusting God with our kids, it sometimes feels like it should be easy, but I know sometimes for me, it's really hard as mothers, you know, like you said, we've been given such a precious gift and it's easy to, and sometimes natural for me to want to hold on really tight to my kids, to worry and pray constantly about their safety or to feel the great weight of bringing them up well. As our kids get older, we simply can't be everywhere and nor are we perfect without sin. One of the verses that stood out to me um, as we were preparing for this podcast was in Isaiah 49, 15, and it says, Can a woman forget her nursing child, that she should have no compassion on the son in her womb? Even these may forget, yet I will not forget you. And, you know, the Lord talking about how he won't forget us. We serve a good God who formed our children and though he trusts us to care for them, they are his. Do you think that we can trust God to care for our children better than we do? And if so, how can we rest in this truth? Well, God loves our kids more than we do, Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) which is is why he put them on the earth. So I'm like, when I think about it from that perspective, um, I actually remember, so I have a younger brother, he's eight years old. So there were times where I actually felt like his little mom. <laughs> uh, but um, when we grew up, he joined the Marines and he actually ended up serving in the Iraq and Afghanistan. Oh, wow. And I didn't know I was subconsciously worrying about him. But mm-hmm. I remember, again, this was when, I, when my twins were newborns and I was, again, up nursing one night. This was when the Lord would always talk to me during that season. Yeah. And I just heard him say to me, he said, I love him more than you do. And I knew he was talking about my brother, you know, Mm -hmm. because my kids were, you know, all under my roof and I knew exactly where they were at all times, (laughs) you know? And so when he said that, it dawned on me that not only was was that message for that moment, but that I could take that message with me into my mothering of my own children. And so it helps me to really, like you said, not hold things with such a a tight closed fist and allow them to live life and experience life, you know, because at the end of the day, you know, I know that I pray for them and I've taught them how to have their own walk with the Lord and their own faith. And so you, we, again, it's a part of modeling and teaching as teaching them. Okay. When you get into a situation, you have to, you know, muster up that relationship that you've started with the Lord and you have to pray too. You know, and I, I tell them that when they're little, like when they would come to my room, they're like, oh, I'm afraid, you know, I don't want to sleep in my bed. And I'm like, Jesus is protecting you. Kind of go back to bed, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, you know, it's just teaching them that Jesus is real. He is there with you, you know, and I tell my kids, he's there at times where mom can't be there and he sees everything, you know, I'm like, you think you might be getting over on me and you may be, but you're not getting over on him. <laughs> so, <laughs> You know, so it's just giving them, you know, big picture perspective and having conversations with them about real faith and really teaching them how to um, pursue God for themselves. Absolutely. Before we go, we'd love to hear any final thoughts or words of encouragement you might have for those out there 
getting in to starting a family or even those that are, you know, in the trenches of motherhood um, that you might shed some light on it? I would say really trust God, you know, trust him with your process, trust that it's not probably, it's probably not going to look like how you envisioned it or how you planned it and surrender that, you know, cause I think we all have an idea of what we want our life to look like and, you know, how we want things to be and how we want our children to be. But if you really let go and, and you allow God to lead in that, the, it will be so much better than you could have ever imagined. And um, I say that, I say that with like so much love, you know, for even those who may be struggling, you know, to have children, you know, just really embrace like the faith journey, you know, because I know, um, we're so blessed with four kids, but, um, there was a time when, when we had the two, I was like, I think I'm done, <laughs> you know, cause like <laughs> I said, like I can handle two and you know, that, that's in my wheelhouse. I'm good. You know, but my husband was really pushing for four because he had like this big picture vision of what our life was supposed to look like way down the line, you know? he's a visionary, but I'm like, I'm in the thick of it. And I see what it looks like today. And before we get to, you know, that point in life, like we have to raise these children, you know? (laughs) And so we were going back and forth, but then I had a friend say to me, she said, you know, you should honor your husband and, and have two more kids. But I was like, Oh my God, that's totally out of my control is what I felt. But he and I prayed about it. And then (laughs) As God would have it, because I was like, I'm not having more than three pregnancies because I had C-sections. So I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know how we're going to get four. And God was like, I can help with that. So wow. <laughs> we ended up with the twins, you know. So, yeah. you know, um, it was it was I will say it was a challenging season, you know, when they came into the road because my other kids were two and four at the time. And, um, you know, talk about a little bit of overwhelm, two newborns, a two year old and a four year old. Oh, um yeah. It was a lot, but the person I am today, I would not be her had I not accepted and embraced what God had for my life. And so I'm just so, so grateful. Thank you, Andre, so much for sharing. I was hoping that you would talk about how you wanted to stop at two. And he said, okay, one more. And then you guys got four. (laughs) And so I'm so glad you shared that. And I would love for others to be able to follow along and know to where to find you, whether that be your website, your Instagram, both. Um, go ahead and share that with us. Yeah, you can um, follow me on Instagram. I've been a little quiet lately because we've been in this season of trying to get settled into um, a new home, but I'm going to pick things back up in the fall. I'm actually going to start writing my next book in the fall as well. So, oh, awesome. wow. yes, so I'm excited about all the new things on the horizon for my family and for myself. Great. And so where can people find you on your Instagram? What's yes, the- on Trice Row. on Trice underscore row is my Instagram. Perfect. And I'll be sure we'll be sure to put it in the notes as well. Um, thank you again, Antrice, for just sharing um, your heart and motherhood and uh, more about your family. It's so great to catch up with you and get them to hear where you guys are right now. And good luck with all the moving and uh, all the packing. Thank you. And you guys know where you can find us at njspark.co or njsparkco on Instagram. And before we go today, we want to leave you with this verse. It's found in Proverbs 6, 20 through 22. My son, keep your father's command and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Bind them always on your heart. Fasten them around your neck. 
When you walk, they will guide you. When you sleep, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will speak to you. Thank you guys for joining us today. We'll see you back here in two weeks.